Welcome to Ali Talks, the platform for podcasts and videos to explore spirituality in your daily life. Simple and easy. Join the movement and go to Ali.vision. Hello and welcome to the weekly Energy Shot podcast. We are Matt Taylor and Nicolayana, and we have decided to produce this podcast series in order to give you a weekly astrological update and energy shots, which will also include wisdom, healing, practical coaching tools for your day-to-day life in order for you and the higher realms of energies to bring guidance and your enough power that you can live your soul's purpose on this planet. Hi, Matt. How are you this week? Oh, Nicole, I'm so happy to be here with you this week. I am every week, but it's like, you know, I just forget how happy I am. So that's why I get in here, it's like, oh, I'm happy now. It's in my happy place. Yeah, very good. Very. Good. I know it's like you just don't get enough time. Well, it's not that bad. I talk. I talk on this level all week with clients and people, but it's still it's when it's you know podcasting, it's conversation. It's just different to working with the client, isn't it? I agree totally. I really yeah. love sessions as well. Me too. It's, it's a little bit different. The time to really like you know let the guidance be there for yourself, but also give the guidance out, which is really beautiful. Yes, yes, yes. I love it. I love it on all things. And the fact that we've had the equinox and we've got spring and we've got sun here in Barcelona. We're in the new astrological year. Uh, It's lovely. (laughs) Very much so. So tell us all about last weekend and about what's going on this week. Right, yes, it's like a little weather forecast, isn't it? An energy it forecast, is. isn't it? It's <laughs> energetic um, work to be done forecast. <laughs> that's right, that's right. So here in, well, in soul evolution astrology, you know, karmic, transcendental, Kabbalistic astrology, it's all about knowing the astrology and letting it support you rather than rule you right so we're always coming from you know how can they support me and if it's challenging what extra effort do I need to make to push through not to be ever trapped in it no so this is a victim consciousness that is with the with the um, more modern astrology techniques so we're going back to the ancients back to how it was all meant to be done coming from their consciousness of how to be above the planets yes so first of all, what we see in the chart is a little asteroid, a little asteroid bobbing around in the cosmos. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. It's all very innocent and its name is Amor. Mm. If you know a little Latin, you will know that it's love. love. Yes, well done. Very good. So Amor is a little different to some of the other love asteroids. There are you know, lots of them, but they all subtly different and more is more what the conditions are yes so there's some asteroids that are very pure about love and, and neptune which is very pure about love the transcendental the unconditional not attached love this one is more like let's negotiate let's like see you know where the values are where the rules are what we need to transact on <laughs> right and so a more is on 29 degrees now when something is 29 degrees it, it's the final degree before it goes into a new sign and this means that it's work that we must do right there's no escape it 
landscape of it. And it's in Sagittarius, so 29 degrees Sagittarius or more. So we're figuring out if we can love this person or not. Now, when it's in Sagittarius, Sagittarius is particular with the mouth, right? Sagittarian people have no control over their mouth. Whatever goes into their brain is straight out their mouth. <laughs> right? It's very honest and truthful to their perspective, but it's also, there's no, there's no emotional sensitivity or intuition. It's just, well, right, out, and you're burned, you know? It's like, oh, geez, well, yes, okay. Um, so here, what we're seeing is the truth of things to be said, right? But they may just come out. It may be just like, this, this is what I want from love. This is what I think love is. And this is what I think I want in the relationship and all of this, right? So it's all of that. Also, it's square the sun and Venus. So when something is square, um, this means that it's like a tension. So the sun is us. Yes, it's where we shine. And Venus is relationships. So there's all sorts of things that are going to be said about our perspective or our truth about loving relationships are going to come out of our mouth to set new conditions, new transactions, the truth of something, the honesty of something. So, you know, these are the situations that where we've had love or relationships where things haven't been going so well and we've kind of like repressed it. How it all comes all at once. And the other person is left like, where did all this come from? Right. So these things that are bubbling away about love and relationships and we feel that need to come out of our mouth, we really need to step back a second and sort of like get sensitive, get intuitive, um, find a way of saying it more diplomatically, more with unconditional love, bringing that unconditionality, even though you want to talk about something about your relationships or your the love life in your love relationships i feel that um this amor um 29 degrees is also giving us a huge opportunity to understand how we what we attract as a love relationship partner or uh even if it's only a you know something fun for free time partner um what we need to remind remember is that everything we are attracting it, it, it has to do with our own vibration and with the resonance um that what we can learn at the moment so i i feel this is a very important um teaching as well like that that's what i'm hearing what everything you say is like look in the mirror and look who why is this person showing you a certain kind of behavior that you're having to step up your boundaries or you have to speak about your values or like where are you are you not truthful to them when you're going out and want to have a relationship like this yes yes there's often we wear masks don't we um for pleasing for liking for you know not upsetting anybody just getting on with it this is you know that's all that stuff so underneath all of those masks you know there's a truth that lies deep within uh, so it's going to bring up a lot of that sort of truth um you know I, I think that's really good to see and good to feel into however i think it's a restriction in the action like it's good to commit to speaking about the truth good to commit to speaking about the honesty but don't 
just let it like flurry out the mouth, you know, without any, without any sort of thought about how to, you know, work with the other person that you might be struggling with or this sort of thing. So the, the fire energy of Sagittarius just erupts things. It's like Rikonos, you know? So it's just to bring a bigger water to it, bring a bigger slowness to it so that it's a little bit more intuitive, loving, kind, merciful. Nothing wrong with that, what you want to say, but it's just how you want to say it. This is a Sagittarius corrections. Often with what comes out their mouth is, is, is all just a flurry. And there's no, there is no action or, the, or there is no responsibility or there is no sensitivity, it's just act. So that's the kind of thing that we're working with. I like this idea you're sharing about how we're being reflected in our relationships. You know, and we've spoken about love and relationships in the last two or three podcasts. Mm. It's really, and on in different ways, it's showing itself up in the chart. There's really a lot of healing this year around self-love, love of others, transcendental love, intimate love, all, all just ex, ex, around this issue and this challenge. And as I said, like a couple of weeks ago, when we started the new astrological year, we've had that big sort of Megan, Harry, uh, Piers Morgan, the Queen, Oprah scenario. <laughs> Right, where it was all like taking sides and judging and this against them. And it brought up all the issues that we see in the chart, right? Um, so it really was a moment for that to just go out. Now, on this, the, the, this level, on the mundane level that we're in, we're going through the same thing. We will have that those sorts of conversations um, this year at some point or the other whether we're in a relationship or not, it'll be about our self-love or about our love with our family or how I wasn't nourished by somebody or how I'm not nourishing somebody else, how they're loving me and I'm not loving back and all, and I don't feel enough love and the intensity of love, all of the levels of love, right, that we were, you know, we go through as human beings will be in somehow coming into our consciousness for a discussion. Very nice, very interesting. Mm. I feel what what it like uh, for me as someone that that doesn't know a lot uh, about astrology. You know, what I find really interesting is how much meaning there is in the asteroids, how mm. much knowledge and how much, you know, subtleness. Also, there is like a, a, a yes. in those asteroids, and I really really like that. Yes. Yes, they, they, they can be game changers when they are on particular angles or particular places in the chart, particularly with planets. When they're just floating in a normal space and not really connected, they don't really do so much. But every so often, these kind of 30 or 40 major ones, there's loads of them really, there's 30 or 40 major ones that pop up and start having a bit of a... <laughs> Bit of a thing to say, <laughs> right? Yes. So, so this is asteroid more this week, or you know, and maybe next week will definitely be playing a part. Another, it's not an asteroid; it's a moon, but it's not the moon. It's like a three-part series we have, and this is Black Moon. Um, so Black Moon is entering in Pisces, and the three moon, the three black moons two of them are like where we fall right where we say I don't want to be beneath you and um, but in saying I don't want to be beneath you we we fall yes mm -hmm. it's the great falling 
right? Um, but we see in spiritual, like, you know, falling from Adam and Eve into this, this is that feeling. Also, the first wife of Adam wasn't Eve, it was this this moon, right? This 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 feminine. So so here we see Black Moon going into Pisces. So this is where we fall completely into whatever sign it's in, into the, the negative space of this. So we fall and this the idea is that we get a great rising out of it, right? So the falling is in Pisces, which means we fall into drama. Being a Pisces? Again, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Never heard before. <laughs> Moi. <laughs> so we fall into the drama. We fall into the victimness, the poor me, the disassociation. Um, you know, nothing is what goes right for me. Poor me. I'm disconnecting out of life. Right. So this is the this is the feeling of falling that we're going to be having. So here, when things when things come out of the blue, when things are very um, all of a sudden or things don't go our way, yes, we can go into victim consciousness. All the world's against me, right? I was speaking to somebody earlier about, and she's fine, but a lot of her friends are starting to cry about the situation, about where the world is at. And, you know, it's not, you know, go, you know, all this pain and suffering. This is, a, this is the Black Moon now entering Pisces feeling where you start to feel like it's all just so teary and sad right so the great rise needs to come out of it is we need to be in appreciation right we need to be staying in appreciation that you know and certainty so certainty is in spirituality is that whatever i'm going through right now is the right thing for my soul right my soul process but i have a certainty that whatever challenge i'm facing whatever is around me is the right thing for my spiritual process right that's the right thing for me that is certainty right and appreciation is like all the challenges that or, you know, not just challenges, but let's look at the harder side of it. All the challenges are the right challenges for me to grow, to take me to my next level, to taking me somewhere positive, all of that, all these beautiful things that are happening around me, taking me somewhere. Now, that's not where the world is at right now, because this, this now what we'll see is this falling into like poor me state, right? So we, we don't want to fall in there because it's very low vibrational and it's very wishy-washy. And it's very like everything else is in control and I have no control. I have no, no control over my own destiny. Like we don't want to fall into that. We may do, but we want to earn our way out of it, connect back into the light of the creator, connecting back to your energy source, connecting back to your soul, gives you that certainty that, well, this is where I'm meant to be. Beautiful. The black moon. Mm -hmm. How long will this uh, phase in Pisces take approximately? Oh, I can't remember how long the black moon's in a sign, but I'll have a look look at it and it see. It would be nice for the people to know when they're getting out of it. <laughs> You know, like when Mercury is in retrograde. Well, you no, know, it's like thing. three weeks. Okay, I can't handle this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's the thing is that when something challenging happens in a thing, we've got to know that we can get out of it in that moment by our unconsciousness. Yeah, but it's just it's just like remembering that. Okay, this is a you know an illusionary feeling. Yeah. This is not a real feeling on the soul level. I'm getting everything that I need. Right. 
I might not like it on the body level, but on the soul level, I'm loving it. But it's still nice to know when the body level of suffering ends. Yes, it is true, isn't it? Like with the last Mercury in retrograde, I was like, okay, how long is this going to take? And I was like, even doing quite fine, but I was like, everyone around was like going nuts. So I was like, okay, oh yeah, that's only three weeks. So there's one and a half more to go. I'm good. I can handle it. But when you don't know, when, when everyone around, around me would fall into drama and victimhood, I would bite their heads off if they're not stopping it. But when I know that they're stopping in it maybe two or three weeks, I could handle it very easily. <laughs> yes, it's true. No, it's like you just need that little, little point. All right, well, I'll get back to it and have a look at it and see um, how long it stays yeah. there. Hopefully... Be- um you know well wherever it goes next we'll just bring something in <laughs> <laughs> yes but it's nice to know it is good to know so right well i'll, I'll crack on with that because i can't remember how long it stays in the side what I, what I feel about this black moon entering pisces as well is like to me it feels like with this especially with this new um year with this new soul year that started just recently Um, What I personally feel is like there is a lot of um, letting go and change happening to come back into the flow state of life. And this creates uh, like this creates a lot of internal drama from the from an emotional point of view. And our emotional body is currently like, you know, it feels like it's washed out in order to be in flow again so you feel more you 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 realize more you're you're because basically the human existence like when you're when you're breaking it down what it is is like it is a a masculine an idea from heavens that comes onto this planet. And then there is the, the, the material of mother earth, the, the cells and the money. So in order for us to manifest, but in order for it to be manifested, we need to feel, we have the emotions, we need the emotions to, to make it come alive, to, to meditate it alive, to be alive. And this whole emotional body with this pandemic and, um, with all this, uh, let's stay at home and wear masks and not meet and all that, it, it kind of our all our emotional bodies on a collective level got stuck very much in this non-movement and this non-connection. And what I feel this black moon is doing is like washing it all out. But it's just a, it's a feeling, you know. Yeah, so it is. It's, a, it's an illusionary feeling and, yeah. you know, of of a lack really yes that's right isn't it um that there's nothing out there for me yes <laughs> poor me that you were and, not constantly in contact mm, okay that's right and if we look at the relationship stuff you know it's it's coming up in the chart and all the love stuff it's really going back to self-love you know and love for the creator love for the energy force that flows through us that's that is i mean love for the energy force that flows through us and the creator is is the is the really the the foundation even before self-love 
because if you don't have a love for your cosmos and you think there's nothing out there for me and nobody nothing is ever good gonna happen and poor me all these terrible circumstances i'm in that's not a love for the creator that's not a love for the universe or the cosmos that's a love that's just like self-pity you know and so the, the the life force is always feeding through us. Yes, there's always opportunity to, we're always receiving. We're yeah. always receiving. Mm-hmm. It's depending on what we want to do with the energy, right? And now people in a self-pity mindset don't like that because it means I have to take responsibility, yeah. which is the opposite of pity, right? Where you just abandon any sense of responsibility responsibility and you think it's all out there so that action thing that you're speaking to is really great right because it has to be an action that I really feel in my soul right it has to be something that is very soul driven that I'm feeling from my cosmos to flow through me yes not get busy with myself and my problems and that's how we connect back to the light force of the creator that's how we share yeah that's how we become more sharing mm-hmm. yes so there's a there's a definite falling about it or not yes yeah. depending on what you choose okay astria astria my friend astria's back astria is back retrograding <laughs> retrograding in leo um so astria is like the karma breaker right astria sorry it's not meant to say astria it's meant to say hygia Hygia in Leo, I beg your pardon. Hygia in Leo is where I clean, where I purify, where I get healthy. That's hygia, hygiene. It's all about the healthiness of something. And in Leo, it's it's quite happy. It's quite happy in there bobbing about. <laughs> because Leo is the sign of vitality, of life. It's ruled by the suns, where I shine, right? So here we're, cure, we're curing or healing on places where I shine, where I want more vitality in my life, where I want to take the lead, where I want to create something new. And so we're revising because it's in retrograde. Yes, we're revising. And what we're revising is the health of the way we shine in the world, that we want to be out in the world. This is in direct, you know, difference to this black moon falling in Pisces, which means how do I get, I have no life. <laughs> I have nothing. <laughs> this is now a review of all of that. Often when we fall is when we take stock of something, you know, when we think, rethink something. So there's nothing really wrong with falling as long as we don't stay in it and don't just, you know, lull around in all that self-pity. Right. I mean, this is the type of times when people turn up and say, I've got nothing and they're crying and they don't know what to do with their lives and all of that. But there's another little option of energy out there with this hygiene in Leo saying, well, you can think about where you want to have vitality, where you want to shine, where you want to lead, where you want to go ahead and come out and, and share something with the world. So it's this shining in the world and where we want to take in brave new steps. Like this is the Okay, you've had your fall. Here's the way out. Yes, where do you want to take brave new steps? Where do you want to come out of all of this life that you don't like so much and you don't want so much? What do you want to do with it? How do you want to lead yourself out of it? Leo is a very self-orientated sign, right? So it brings it all back to what do you want to do, which is Pisces is more the the, the cosmic side of it, right? I've got to fall back in love with my light and then decide what I want to do with it, yes, in order to shine. 
I love it. Yeah. Astra entering Leo is my current state. I have, ah. it's like, I don't know if it's possible, but for me, this process started last week where I made some very brave, great decisions about my, you know, my work life and the way I live and the way I am. Yes, you have an office now. Yeah. We, yes, congratulations. Yes, and like a you. team. Yes, we're so big happy. Big new steps coming. Yes, yeah. with, with, with Ali. So it's true. It's true. Yeah. You're doing the, the, the coming out the other side work. Yes. yes. This, what do I want to do with my light? What do I want to, where do I want to spend my light? Yes. Where do I want to like this clarity, this hygiea where you speak about hygiene, like the hygiea of my, you know, like being very discerning in where do you invest your clear focus, your clear energy, your, you know, I had a very interesting um, uh, conversation with a, with a man that I met when I was in Turkey. And he, the funny thing was he, he always tries to, to bring me into this, you know, this kind of conversation because he's bored of his life. He has this normal job, a very decent one, by the way, but very normal, but he's not living his life purpose. So he's constantly bored. And that means that he's constantly trying to create some, you know, some friction of energy that could be more interesting than his boring life, which ends, which ends up in texting me, trying to, to do sexting with me all the time, which is really fascinating because I'm not completely against that. Don't get me wrong. People do what I want to do, but it's like, I have so much interesting things that I could tell you when you're in contact with me because there's mm. so much happening you know because mm. I'm, I'm living my life purpose with my soul family and i have like all that those things and really mm. fascinating is this clear decision about where do i want to invest my energy like, that can only come from consciousness right how conscious yeah. you are as a person absolutely right? Yeah, all the options available to you about where you want to take your life. Like all these moments that show up, you know, when I guess, I guess when we're going on the spiritual journey, we just get more and more clear on those sorts mm. of things. Yeah. Well done, you. Lots of good choices. Yeah. Right. Going swinging now back over to Pisces. Mercury is in okay. Pisces out of Aquarius now. So we're a little bit more in with intuition guidance getting communication from outside the body mercury in aquarius is very metallic it always feels hard to me because it's so rational <laughs> it's so hard and clinical about the way it thinks where mercury in pisces is a little bit different it's it'll be there for three weeks and it gives you that sense of communication from a deeper knowing you know from a deeper feeling and new ways of gaining information that are beyond the five senses so how do i we use words like how do i tune in or what's coming through or let me go in and meditate on that mm -hmm. this is very mercury in pisces i have mercury in pisces in my chart so i'm pisces <laughs> with mercury in pisces can you, you mean imagine? you are mercury in pisces <laughs> <laughs> yeah. very much so, very much so. <laughs> Like, I, I can't answer a question from my head. It's just, 
I, I don't have ideas. I have, I, if somebody asks me something, I have to go up into, up into the cosmos and bring it down. <laughs> Yes. Just let me disassociate for a second and get all the information I need Where's and then come back. Yeah. It's terrible. I have a liberal moon as well. So when there's an array of opinions, I just get wrapped up in all of them, you know. It's like, right, gotta go back and find my own idea about something. Yeah. Your own guidance. <laughs> my own thing. That's right. So here in the in the whole collective with Neptune also in Pisces, it's very very up in the clouds we're connecting to all sorts of things up there about you know and it's also much more with the loving compassion guide you know feeling as well so this kind of counterbalances the first point about Sagittarius about how we communicate um if we're we're intuitive and we're sensitive on communication these next few weeks it's really going to open a lot more doors about where we need to get out also to ourselves so we talk self-talk as well I think Mercury's like the chatter mind in there we can sort of yeah we can sort of like slow it down really it's such a fast planet it's a speed planet so slowing it down getting more into our intuition connecting more to all of the other senses that human body the human body had not just the five and, and tapping into information like this it can give you a new or slightly different energy to what we want to say that resonates on a different level. Very nice. Yes, when I speak on, it's funny, when I speak on Clubhouse, people say, oh, I love the love in this room. And, and I do, what are you talking about? Like in my head, because we're in, in an app. Like yeah. We're not in a room, but I guess in the, in the energy, in the energetic field, when people are listening to you, I think sometimes I'm speaking quite, sometimes I speak quite firmly, you know, but if people never take it firmly. They always take it with like some kind of love and compassion that's already there in my chart, you know? I feel so, that firm information is often with much more love than when the information is wishy-washy. Yes, yes, that's right. It's, I'm here to help you if you yes, just do this. Yes. Yeah. Some clarity. Sometimes to say, look, this way is bullshit but go there and you will be fine and that's what much more love and compassion than saying yeah you do whatever you want because that just means you don't care yes yes yeah. that's right you don't i don't really mind what happens to you so sometimes compassion is don't don't go this is going to happen this and this and this you know this way so it's yes it's 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 a feeling and so we're able now to tap that if wherever your mercury is it's your we're able to tap that in the world today and what's also happening with mercury is it's conjunct palace athena mm. and so palace athena is where we get ideas that are out of the box that are um flashes of inspiration or flashes of genius right this is palace athena it takes us up to a very very high place in the cosmos where we touch very very high places that the soul can't usually touch so expect during this time epiphanies um moments of inspiration genius ideas the things that get you out of places all of those things right so if you're swilling in black moon lilith where nothing is there for you and the world is going to shit <laughs> but you need to tap into the higher guidance to get yourself out of it to find new ideas to get yourself back on track yes to tune in meditate listen to yourself and find the new way out yes 
And I feel to say, in order for you to connect to the higher realms, when you're, for example, in this black moon uh, Pisces victimness, uh, what you can do when you feel that you're in there stuck, um, do some very simple breath of fire breath work. So you're having enough chi in your physical body in order for the physical body to be able to connect to the higher realms in order to come into this Pallas Athena Mercury um, kind of, you know, the vibration of this uh, Mercury in Pisces, Mercury conjuncting with um, Pallas Athena, that's a kind of a high vibration. Like when you, when I would need to draw the, 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 the vibration of that is the black moon entering Pisces is a very slow vibration. Blob, yeah, it's, blob. It's very blobby. And very, <laughs> yes. um, like, <laughs> you can like, feel it, right? Yeah, you can feel it. And uh, Mercury in Pisces, but, and especially conjunct with Pallas Athena is a very high light vibration. Mm. So if you're, if you are stuck in the black moon entering Pisces victimhood, that means that your physical body has not enough chi, has not enough energy, yes. has not enough um, uh, fuel in the car in order to drive fast enough to, to fly on the level of Mercury Pulse Athena. And you can change that by yourself. You're not like, even though your brain is telling you that you're the victim, you are not. The only thing you need to do is like do breath work, do like especially breath of fire, get the G in, eat healthy, do do the, the good stuff. So for one or two days, drink a lot of water to wash out this wishy-washy energy from the black moon. In mm, I found myself eating things that are like lighter as well, exactly. like with ginger and with, you know, just like a soup nut. Yeah. You know that lighty, noodley kind of yeah, Thai food that's, or yeah. Southeast Asian food that's a little lighter and cleaner? Yes, yes, yes. I find that I've left this kind of heavy, wintry food, and it could be partly spring, but I think too, you're right with this kind of water and, and wash and light. Yes. You know, it keeps you agile, which yeah, is that keeps, agile. keeps your agility moving. That keeps your physical body. The, the capability to to even process and you know feel those higher vibrational energies yes i'll take another sip of my tea with honey and do then that, then. Do that. Thank you. <laughs> i'll stay with the coffee then <sighs> yeah and for example me, since i was in turkey <laughs> i'm eating soup every day for just, you know yes some some veggie soup freshly cooked and it's just like a very light food, but that means your body is much more agile, is much more, it's kind of faster, I feel. And mm. this is like, now is the time to do those things. Like a lot of people do fasting in, in springtime, which is really nice if you feel doing a fast, you do whatever kind of fast you like to do. But just for someone that says, oh, I'm so, everything is, oh. you, you should do the, the breath work and the lighter eating yes i find fasting a little bit hard not hard as in difficult but hard as in punishing do you know what i mean i, I don't know a day maybe lovely yeah. a day of fasting i think is lovely it resets the whole body i sometimes do that but these people that do it for three or four days i'm like Ooh. i i do it intense uh, every year right 
Yeah, I feel for me, but I couldn't do it for a long time because I had so much pain in my physical body. Mm. So I like you have to know when you're when you're having pain in your physical body, when you're leaving the food out, the pain has more space to to be painful. So that's and the, the, the question of the pain is it doesn't matter if it's a physical pain. Like I had literal physical pain with my back operation that I had as a young teenager. And like I was in physical pain over years. So when I left food out or ate lightly, the pain was like terribly like in a big hole and it was vibrating so much more than when I was dense. But the pain is also the, the trauma pain that you're suffering from your lifetime or, or even from a karmic or ancestral line karma. Like when you're, when you're still in a, in a process where you were like um, clean, cleansing out a lot of old stored trauma on, and karma, whatever that means for you, fasting is really not ideal. I feel to say that whenever someone feels like, no, they're, you're taking something away from me, or like you say, I feel it's too hard, then never do it. And maybe have three days a soup for dinner instead of and i think this is something isn't it like I, I fast for 24 hours twice a year one on the most negative energetic day one on the most positive energetic day because yeah. it's a kabbalistic tool we use to balance right so it has a consciousness behind it yeah. so because it has consciousness behind it i feel like okay this is me doing a technology right but it, also on the body level, like you're saying, a day just to reset the body, you know, can break a lot of patterns yeah. that we get stuck in with our eating and our food. So it's a good circuit breaker for some, you know, in the consciousness for people to take a day out. I couldn't, I don't know if I could do three or four days of no food. It's it's very simple when you're when you're putting your mind around it. It's I don't like, difficult as in like hard but difficult as in what's the purpose yes. why am i doing this it is it is a it is also a, a conscious decision to mm. give your body like a, a three or four day time to recalibrate and what i feel is really fascinating what i love about fasting and why i do it is that a, like on your skin there are for me it feels like there are little um antennas which are going out into your auric field and into the cosmos and into mother earth. And when I do a three or four day fast, after two days, those antennas start to spread out and mm. I get much more energy in from the cosmos and mother earth because I don't have the food anymore. So uh. because we can, we as humans can stay alive without eating, we can. I mean, there are those breatharians and I don't even want to go into that because I'm not a fan. I don't feel that we're here to not enjoy what Mother Earth is giving us, but some people do. But we can live from the energy from the cosmos. Mm. And there, there is enough energy when you're, when you're having your, like your antennas, when they're mm. trained and out enough, you get so much energy in from the, from the etheric realm. And... Mm the body is deteriorating this capability when you're having a lot of food around. And that's why I do it. I consciously put my body out of food 
I still do soups two times a day because I cannot not eat. Well, that's it, isn't it? There's yeah. something there. But um, the, the, so those antennas can like really spread out into my auric field. And then mm. I have so much more energy again, mm. which that's is amazing. Nice. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. And then finally, we have Toro, which is another asteroid, is conjunct Pluto in Capricorn. So Capricorn is the, the sign of, of, of winter, of cold, where we're, you know, sort of um, hibernating. So it's always got a kind of lack energy, you know, with the Capricorn. But it's also where we build institutions or governments and, you know, build and construct and structure. And it's also our public image and where we go to work. Right. So, um, but, you know, it's got a lot of different uh, aspects to Capricorn. So when Pluto went into Capricorn in 2008, it was the beginning of the economic crisis. Right. When all the government started, all the stuff started to be exposed about governments, all the institutions started to break down, such as the financial institutions. Um, you know, and we've still got it in there. And so we're still always going to see institution breaking down. I mean, we, we saw it also with the royal families here in Spain and in, in Britain, it's all breaking down, it's all crumbling, right? It's all like not as big as it was. All the stuff coming out about the Spanish king's father, where he was for fraud and tax and all sorts of things. And then the royal family in Britain a couple of weeks ago, anything with institutions that are big and, you know, very in the public eye and public image. But also what Pluto is doing is it's cleansing. So it's not just destroying for the sake of it. It's, it's destroying in order to, to create something new, right? something that's taken out all of the the ickiness and the oldness and it's detox it's literally detox it's souping if you like that's very fast <laughs> yeah it's souping on the capricorn things right <laughs> so it's detoxing that whole level out of all the capricorn work life work structures institutions government structures big things like this right now toro this asteroid is bobbling up floating up next and sitting beside Pluto yes on the same degree and Toro is a very like um, it's a bit of a it's a masculine energy it's got all that sort of machismo let's go get it let's swagger through let's break out let's kind of push you know I wouldn't say it's a it could be aggressive but some more heavily assertive shall we say <laughs> heavily assertive planet so here what my feeling is is that Behind in these institutions uh, there's big power struggles going on, I find, I feel. This will bring big public, uh, big power struggles in public area or areas of public life, areas of, of, so, I mean, it's kicking off already in the monarchy in Britain. Right? Behind the scenes there, what must be going on, you know, will be huge because, you know, the, the reputation of the royal family in Britain is a big thing. I mean, I'm Australian and we don't really have one way or the other for the royal family. But when you go and live in Britain, which I did, it's it's a lot. It represents a lot. Um, and it, it has a lot of emotion tied to it, and a lot of feeling tied to it. And, you know, for British, it's a very big thing. 
right? So all of the disruption going on behind the scenes is really big in Britain. Like it brings, some people get very upset by it when, you know, these sorts of things. And it goes into the media and people saying you couldn't possibly not have royal family and all of that. A lot of people will defend it. Okay, so so here, there's, I don't think that's the only place though. I think, you know, if you look at Powell's struggles, new leadership, new influencers, this Torah brings people up from nowhere, right? Break breakthrough. Here I am. I'm going to assert myself, right? You might be the, the, the boss today, but I'm going to come in and, and I'm going to shake things up. Like it's got a very, it's connected a lot to Latin or Spanish energies, that, that kind of chutzpah, that kind of machismo, that kind of let's, uh, you know, let's go out and like change this. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And it's called Toro, like a Toro person like you know that 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 audacity that mm. comes with you know facing the ball right so so um it, it has a lot of chutzpah to it and it's going to bring up new flu influences new leaders that break through the chains and say i want to be the leader now or i want to cause a disruption behind the scenes mm. yeah it, it's really fascinating this tour conjuncting pluto um is like for me, I don't, and I can't, I cannot even explain you why, but when I tune into it, <laughs> when I do Mercury. Which you do very well. I love the way you do that. Thank you. Yes. Um, wh what I feel it, it really contains is it's linked directly to the 21st of December of last year, where, um, where we had this huge entering into Aquarius. From Capricorn. From Capricorn. That's it, right. That's what it feels to me, like very much linked to. And this Toro supporting Pluto in this in this process of the new leadership, new beginning. Like it feels like like it's sent from this, you know. I when I experienced the 21st of December, it felt to me like a huge portal of new energy coming mm -hmm. in. And this tour, it feels like it's like, like a, how do you say arrow, arrow? Yes, yes. Like an arrow from that energy, like really laser sharp coming through into this new kind of leadership energy. And well, it's funny you say that because here in Spain, we've got um, a two-party government at the moment, a left wing and an ex a fairly radical left wing. Yeah. The guy who was leading the radical left wing right we had to go to two elections to get a result so we get a result and now like 18 months later this guy's leaving that post he's going to run in, as the um as the mayor in madrid yeah. so he came from like you know what i mean it all just starts yeah, yeah, yeah. now they have a new leader and this all happens and yeah. that's right Anything in Switzerland or Germany? I mean, Germany is a great example, though, because Ange, I think Angela Merkel's about to. Is she ever going to resign? <laughs> no, no, not, no, no. I think there, Germany would be great. You know, where finally, I mean, I mean, it just takes this. It takes Angela so long to make a decision about anything. Like this is a, you know, she's a stagnant energy. You're just keeping everything conformed, mainstream, you yeah. know, not much going on, no big radical decisions. This is a place I see where something's going to pop up and just boot her out or shake it up so much she has to leave. Maybe, I don't know. But those kind of stagnant places. I feel it's not yet time fully for those big 
um, big um, political plays and for the big companies yet for the new beginnings. But what I really do feel is it is Toro is giving like the people like from how I see it, there are a lot of um, souls on this planet that are now like having a very open channel to those new type of leadership into life purpose, you know, uh, way kind of leadership um, work. And I, what I feel is Tor is supporting all those open channels to now download the, the, the data, download the knowledge, download um, the techniques as well in order to bring those new um, methods, new ways down. So from how I see it, like, the, the, the nurturing part of it will be for a lot of different people in a lot of different small, medium, large size companies where the frequency of this new leadership of the Aquarian age is coming in. Mm, yes, there will be something like this. I think all the new leaders will have that end of work life, like productivity stuff and yeah. hierarchy stuff and job title totally. stuff and I've been here for 50 years so I have to be the boss sort of stuff it's all breaking down all of that sort of thing as well so I do think a lot of those stagnant keep things as they are energies this is why I feel and Angela, Angela Merkel represents in some ways yeah. um, that sort of never do anything too radical just keep it in the middle keep it as it is as much as possible even though it's burning underneath we'll just keep <laughs> Yeah. keep going right and then i'm not i shouldn't i'm not i don't want to sound like i'm picking like out people but she represents something yeah, right yeah. she represents status yeah. quo keeping things as they are keeping people in as they are not never doing anything but I, 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 to that i agree with you that all of that stagnant energy that's existed especially in europe right we haven't innovated in ages we haven't got our own phone it's always the americans have got the this phone and the chinese have got this phone we don't have any innovation we don't have any breakthrough we don't haven't led in engineering computers and work anything there's always china and america china and america like I mean, europe is sort of stuck i feel and this is the time when i feel this kind of radical or innovative or disruptors or all of that are shifting about like we see in spain right now because we're in an, a bit of an election key election point but I do think that we will see more of this coming through this kind of right. young, no, maybe it doesn't really have to be with age, but a certain energy that is disruptive, yeah. that is breaking it, that is giving us the radical innovation that we really need um, to now start to, now that all these power structures are just about to fall, we're almost all gone. And I think too in America, this Joe Biden sort of thing, I don't know if that feels sustainable as well, you know, like him as a person, you know, I think there's something coming in there as well that's, you know, that may not be right now this week, but behind the scenes, yes, this is where I feel is it's all happening behind the scenes that these Joe Bidens and Angela Merkels and all these old players from 15, 20 years ago that are still there. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I said happens so behind the scenes, they're away. just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is I, all it's happening. I feel that he will go away and we will have the first female president in the United States with Yes, and that's the radicalness that we yeah. may need 
yes um i said that when when he got elected i was like yeah he he was just there to to elect to, to keep the whole thing yeah, in order right? like, yeah i'm too old or i'm sick i have to step back and she will be president like that's how i felt it will be done but <laughs> we will see yeah. in the next uh, couple of we'll see we'll so, see where all these where this happens in it could be in the next couple of weeks yeah. months but it was it's certainly happening behind the scenes there i yeah. agree well that was that's it, it for me i think, I think we it threw was... it all around the place and politics to love to yeah that was me. very yeah. um i will uh not do the the crystal reading this week because we have quite a long chat already oh and... you have oh yeah i know but it's already more than an hour so oh. people are not used to us talking so much um Ooh. but um i will do then next week with the with the new crystal i have a very 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 unique piece here waiting for us to give the transmission to people but um for this week uh we have loved to have you in our podcast it was lovely um, we love to have you on li.vision as well. And if you liked what you heard from Matt and me, Matt is having every Tuesday evening. Matt, what time is your clubhouse? Um, yes, I have a few things. I have clubhouse yeah. on Tuesdays at 10 p.m. European time. Um, if you don't uh, have clubhouse, you really need to download it. It's an app and you just follow yeah. me. Um, at Astrology Matt on Clubhouse. That's on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So that's very good. I love that. And that's a great, it's becoming very big and well followed and people really enjoy it. What about you? Do you have any regular speaking gigs? You joined yeah. Clubhouse and I did, did, yeah. did a thing. Yeah, and... I did. I didn't do talks yet. I don't feel like talking on my own. <laughs> I love talking to you or to other people, but I'm not yet like. Well, yeah. you're doing yoga in the morning. It's yes. quite I'm hard for you to yeah. do things if, in the evening. Yeah, if if you feel like doing more yoga and giving your body more chi, then what you can do is I have on 6 a.m. CET every morning, Monday till Friday, um, a yoga class for like half an hour, hour. And um, this is for free upon the nation, whatever you feel you can give. I, I'm more than happy that for a, any kind of donation. And we have in German every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. CET, we're having a collective meditation. Um, it's called Sea of Light. It's on my link tree as well, Nicole Ayana Healing on Instagram. There you find a link tree and you can click on the link. And this is also where you find our podcasts and a lot of other things. I just had a quick look. Oh. while you were talking and there's an election in germany this year in september Ooh, let's see Ooh. because it will be a defining election for europe oh, i think so let's see what if she makes it to the election and yeah, let's see the good thing is we have it on we have it on podcast yes we well, said it there first. we go so there is something i feel coming through there that something yeah. either she has to go before the election and give someone new a chance or she goes forward and we see what happens at the election. Cool. Yes. Good. Thank you very much, everyone, for joining. Uh, we wish you a wonderful day, a wonderful evening, wherever you are. And let's hear us next week. Yes. See you then. Bye. Lovely having you with us at Ali Talks. Would you like to know more about empowered spirituality, whether in business or for your personal life? Then visit us at ali.vision or write us an email at contact at ali.vision.